0: We're going live, ladies and gentlemen. We are live for a new episode of the Electric Podcast. I am Fred Lambert, your host. And as usual, I'm joined by Seth Wintraub. Having a good week, Seth?
1: Yeah, I'm good. All right, let's
0: finish it strong because we have a lot to discuss. All right, I'm launching this, this, this uh, shared screen for the Electric, but the StreamYard has is having issues last few weeks, so we're going to just test it out real quick. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Um, but uh obviously the shit a shareholder meeting annual shareholder meeting or cyber roundup whatever you want to call it nowadays uh was this week I and mean, it was a productive one in terms of like news like there was a lot of interesting news that came out of it so we're going to jump right into that we're going to start by um sort of the only interesting official part of the meeting because um these used... mm, that's not fun it's doing that again um so, yeah, the, the first part of meeting is like the boring official one, the official items that people have to vote on this uh, year. There was not that many controversial ones like the shareholders coming in. There was obviously the the one about uh, child labor that came out like a few times. We can get into that. That was because Elon did comment on it and it was interesting. But uh, I think it's is an issue that has been like badly reported on for, for a while. Uh, but anyway, the uh, the biggest one – according probably to most shareholder, was J.B. Straubel uh, being uh, introduced to the board for the first time. And uh, without any surprise, he, he was voted with a majority of uh, shareholders um, voting for him to join the board. So J.B. Strobel is officially back at Tesla in a non-executive role uh, on the board of directors. We'll see if he's going to join any kind of committee on the board or something like that. But I would
1: probably think not, if if it's my guess. Because Do you think this... Puts him into any kind of succession planning.
0: All right. Sorry about that. Am I back on?
1: Yeah, I, I rebooted myself. I don't know if it was you or okay. me. Okay,
0: No, but for me, I don't know what happened, but I just saw that I was on my Starlink instead of my cable. So maybe that was... Oh, you're on, on Starlink. Me. Yeah, I was unknowingly. Uh, I thought I switched everything back to my uh, to my cable because I had a problem earlier this week where they told me that my they told me that my internet's going to be down for three days because someone stole a cable, like uh, optic cable somewhere in town. <laughs> and like a big part of town didn't have any internet for like three days. They said, well, I called them and th- that's what they told me like right away. So I'm like, perfect. It's a perfect situation to use my Starlink. So I, I started up and I, cause I have all the hardware already. I just don't pay for the monthly subscription. So I had to pay for one month just for three days, but I thought it was worth it just to, you know, I work on the internet all the time, so it's worth it paying $200. Uh, and then it was back up within like a few hours.
1: <laughs> <So you laughs> this, you three uh, days, but it was only a few hours.
0: Yeah, and then I had to switch everything back up on my Wi-Fi to like, you know, everything back to uh, my cable uh, fiber optic Wi-Fi. I, if everything should be good right now, I would assume. But yeah, JB, what we're saying about JB is that We are all big fans of GB's here at Electric. We think he's obviously one of the most knowledgeable person when it comes to electric powertrains, power electronics, batteries, and all that. Like he's proven that times and times again. Um, And he's a very good communicator of the importance of electric vehicles. Or at least early on, he was. Like now, I think it's less so important for, for the majority of the market. Like believe that it is the future. Um, but what is interesting, too, is like maybe this uh, we, we, we know that Elon has talked about the potential successor at Tesla at one point, And GB is obviously probably the most competent one that you can have at, at this point. He's known Tesla very well. He's led himself another big company now in uh, Redwood Materials is, uh, is is pretty massive in itself now. And, um, and he's a bit younger than Elon. So in terms of longevity, that could uh, that could help, too. So um, yeah, everything is looking good uh, on that front. It's a, I'm not saying that it's what it's gonna it is what is gonna happen, but it's a possibility. I think.
1: I I was also thinking about that, um, but it's not usual. It's not a usual uh, thing to make a board member the CEO. You're in right. A yeah, right succession. So maybe there's more but to but that. I
0: mean it's new that he's a board member. He used to be an right. executive at the company for a long time and a co-founder. So right, yeah. All right, then the other well let's talk about the other item too that was interesting from the official part is that uh this this group of uh environmentalists pushing for Tesla to do an audit of its supply chain to ensure that there's no child labor in it, which is obviously it, it was it was actually shut it down. <laughs> which it always it always feels bad, like all right, we're gonna shut down this request to make sure that we don't have any child labor in the supply chain, but obviously it's because it's the, the implication that it has that they they shut it down, but they are already also the fact that they are already doing it. uh, No one, no one wants child labor in the supply chain. I think that much is obvious. Um, The target obviously is uh, cobalt and especially cobalt in the DRC and diplomatic Republic and Congo. Um, And it does happen. There is, uh, child labor going on right now in the cobalt supply chain in Congo. And obviously no one wants to see that. No one wants that to happen. It's not a good thing. Uh, but the problem with it is like, see, see, what is the solution? And what is the solution that a company that use that material like Tesla and Apple and, and Iman was kind of a bit dismissing on that. It was like, yeah, we use a little bit of cobalt, like go after Apple and, um, uh, Cell phone makers, because, yeah, it's true that the percentage of cobalt in a a personal electronic batteries is much higher than in an electric car, especially Tesla electric cars. That's just true. But at the same time, I I think in terms of overall volume, I think that might be a a bit different. Um, But anyway, no one wants to see any kind of child labor. The problem is like, how much power does Tesla, Apple, and all these companies have in that? Because you, you don't want to just shut down. The, like you, you can say, okay, like just stop buying from companies that, that, uh, utilize that. It's not as simple as companies utilizing child labor. Like no one, there's no one, there's no Tesla, Apple directly making business with those. It's more artisanal, artisanal minds that are using child labor. And not just child labor that is bad by the way is the just the are terrible working condition and it's not just the children that are suffering, it's the adults working there and all that. It's all terrible in these those artisanal minds. So, and um so you cannot so the the idea is like these mines that are not the big one operated by massive companies for the most part as far as i can tell they are these small artisanal mines and it's more of the the, the value of the the mineral in this case that is pushing those to sprung up in the drc which is rich in cobalt and um so the only idea, the other idea is like all right let's let's shut down those mines but that would actually help the other companies that uh, are, are are not using that and that would make sense but would it, would it help the people that are working at those mines? Not really. <laughs> like you would just take a bad situation for them and just make it a worse situation, like just not not having any income at all. Uh, so it, it's more of an issue of like education and because. Uh, those kids also not are working the mines they're not going at school and, and all that, so it 's a much bigger societal and education problem that needs to happen in DDRC so if anything like it 's not about like auditing your supply chain it would be if Tesla and Apple and all these big companies want to help, it would be more like a direct investment in those regions to educate the people that there are better ways to do these things and all that. Uh, I think that would be the solution. But so after the proposal was put forward, was shut down. Uh, someone else asked the question in the, um, in the question and answer part of the, of the presentation and Elon announced like, yes, we, we're going to do an audit and, all that. and then he specifically said, we're going to put a webcam on the mine and, and anyone's going to be able to look online and make sure there's no child labor there. And you know what? No one's going to see any child labor because those mines where those webcams are going to be are going to be like full on, like high level operational mines where it's not like it's using machinery and all that. It's not going to be handpicked. Well, maybe some handpicked in some cases, but the, it's not the same thing. Like it's, there's, people have a very distorted view of what they think is happening with Cobalt. And it's sad because there is again. I'm not saying that there's not no child labor. There is. So it's just that if you're, but because of this distorted view, we're not really addressing the real problem. That's my that's my point.
1: Um, yeah. All right. So I mean, the problem is is that it it goes into the general like there's just a like a coal bomb materials, and yeah. you can't keep artisanal mines from going in and middlemen and happening. So it's not, it's not possible to, to make it a hundred percent, uh, child labor free or, you know, bad practice free. But, um, I guess this is a good sort of solution. I mean, like I said, I think the only real
0: solution would be like a massive investment into, um, education in, in, in those regions where it, it does happen. And, um, Support for the families that do send their children there, so they don 't have to do that right. and, and, uh, and, and that 's about it and, then may, and and then maybe introducing some um, more uh, some infrastructure around the, the, the mines that are could be actually productive in the, in those regions and then hire those parents instead and send the kids to school but all that it's, that 's also like a cultural issue. Like a societal issue, like there's there's a different levels to this that needs to be fixed in order for that to happen. Unfortunately, it's not as simple as putting a webcam on a mine. That's for sure. Right. Um, all right. Uh, then just before the Q and A section, probably the biggest news that come that came out of the event is this um is these few comments that Elon made about the next generation platform that's going to launch two cars. You said at first, and you unveiled the um, image of on one of those. Well, a silhouette. This picture right here of uh, one of those cars, which uh, we are assuming again, assuming that it is, uh, it is most likely this like Tesla Model Two or Tesla twenty-five thousand dollar car, whatever people are, are using these names, but there's they are unofficial names, obviously. And it's this cheaper, likely edge back uh, design in China, likely built in China too. Um, that is going to come. So this is the first like, silhouette. Maybe it's the silhouette. Even of the um, little Mazda prototype that we saw a few uh, months ago, oh, remember, yeah. like the, the the seemingly Tesla prototype built on a Mazda, uh, obviously not the same silhouette, but that was probably just a, a test mule type of vehicle. If it was truly a Tesla prototype,
1: yeah. And a lot of commenters saying that this looks like a Model Three. Well, yeah, it does.
0: Yeah, without any kind of reference point, like it's probably like shorter than a Model Three. It's probably like similar, yes, overall like design shape and all that. Uh, but you know like it's it's weird like like the cutoff here is 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 strange and like you said like you 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 ran it through some contrast thing and like it shows that it's clearly a render and not an a picture that's been obscured so it's it's not even a silhouette really it's kind of a it's just kind of like lights hitting a car in a weird way because the cutoff I'm not even sure
1: if it's but we do know it's going to be a sedan. I mean, I guess that's kind of the big news, right? It's, yeah. It's not going to be like a hot hatchback, which, you know, frankly, I was kind of hoping for.
0: Man, uh, I mean, it could well. It could still be a hatch, at least, like not like the Model Three with with a strong but right. An hatch, but it's not like the usual shape. It's hard to see the shape of a hatchback from this picture, if that's what you're right. saying. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Uh, Elon made some interesting comment on it. He said, first of all, he said, it's not being designed, it's being built right now, which is uh, an interesting comment to make. Because if you see it's being built, it would mean like normally normally it would mean like it's in production already, which I would seriously doubt. We um, kind of would have heard of it by this point. But unless he's like, there's a prototype being built. That might be what he meant, but for a guy that always says like, "Oh, prototyping is so easy; it's production and it's hard." It would be weird for him to uh, to use to use that specific language. Uh, then the other thing he said is like these two next vehicle coming on the next generation platform, which we assume is this car, the twenty-five thousand dollar Model Two, whatever, uh, and the Robo Taxi. Those two built on the new generation. He said those are like five million units a year put together. Which would make sense. I mean, the, the Roadster... Not the Roadster. <laughs> we'll get to the Roadster. <laughs> uh, the uh, Model Y is already local, over a million units. Uh, and so a, a cheaper hatch, a vehicle with an hatch uh, would easily make a few a few million. And, uh, and then uh, the Robotaxi, obviously, if it is an all-electric vehicle and it's aimed at a ride-sharing service it's five million minimum like it could be a lot more than that but obviously that's if everything works and we know with when it comes to Tesla and uh and and self-driving it's everything works is not a term often used <laughs> uh all right roadster there was a question about the roadster from a, a member and uh, the, you, you could see the, like, obviously this is a Tesla shareholder that asked the question and you could see the guy, like, feeling bad about even asking the question. Like, he's like, oh, like, I don't want, like, everyone feels bad. Like, we feel bad about it. like check asking anything about the roster, obviously, because we are supposedly have some free ones coming and everything. So it's, uh, sounds self-serving, but, uh, it, just from the mission standpoint, obviously is the biggest issue. Like, it, it's not a big mover. Uh, for Tesla in terms of volumes. So in terms of the mission, it's not a big contributor. But at the same time, they did unveil it and they did start taking reservation for it. It did arguably save the company in 2019 where Tesla was having issues selling the Model 3 for a bit when it was ramped up, ramping up and all that, uh, 2018, 2019. And the program literally like uh, using it to, uh, for the um, referrals arguably saved Tesla. So there's an argument for it to be made. And then Elon was nice about it. He said, like, it's a completely fair question, like, which I I would agree with that. And then he said that the design and engineering would be completed this year. And hopefully, and he said, this is not a promise. Hopefully it goes in production next year in 2024. And obviously he said that before several times. I think it's like four or five years late at this point. So uh, I'm not taking this to the bank. Also,
1: when, when Elon says, like, don't quote me on this yeah because he 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 will say pretty much anything <laughs> and when he says don't quote me on it that means there's zero plan he means it yeah. <laughs> yeah. there's like no intention of building that next year like zero
0: yeah 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 i mean for the longest time too like there the was just the, had the greatest excuse like for basically like on the verge of like going under if we don't ramp up profitably and everything, but now, now they don't have that excuse at least. Um, so it's more now spending their resources where it's most valued. And right now it's a cyber truck, um, but we get to that too. It's a cyber truck. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he didn't say any more information other than reiterated that the SpaceX package. And if you remember the SpaceX package is the, those cold air trusters that this is still planned. And it's going to be sick. That's a, an exact quote.
1: <laughs> Even the inflection was good there.
0: Yeah. All right. So the Cybertruck, there was no real significant news coming out other than this, other than the production uh, volume estimate coming out of uh, of the, the meeting. So the, he still said later this year, which uh, the most recent information was uh, – Production this summer, delivery event in the end of Q3, so around the end of September. And uh, now he was asked about the production volume capacity that Tesla planned for it. And the audience said, Yeah, hey, it's going to be an S curve, so slow at first, ramping up and all that. And so he said, I guess we will see what the demand is, but we are likely to make 250 a year, maybe more. And then he added, maybe 250 to 500000 a year. So 500,000 a year, I think that was like the minimum that a lot of people were thinking about because just pickup truck wise, especially if you go global, and I think that was originally the plan, like production in um, Texas, but deliveries global. Half a million sounded like about right. I mean, Ford sells a million F-150 a year just in the U.S. and uh, I think same thing for one of the GM's programs and, and the RAM too. Mm, I don't know if the RAM is at the million, but if it's not, it's pretty close. Uh, so there's plenty, plenty of room in the market, uh, but 250 a year seems low. But of course, Tesla has always said, we know the Cyber Truck is polarizing in terms of design. Uh, so if it's not that popular, we might shift to a more traditional looking pickup truck. So maybe that's still in the plans uh but um but if, like if if they nail the cyber truck i think people just get over the design in my opinion
1: yeah i don't know uh it's it's strange because like sometimes i see it and i'm like oh that looks okay and then sometimes i'm like that's never going to so this picture is from the the event what do you think now so that actually doesn't look bad in my opinion
0: mm-hmm.
1: i mean the the wipers crazy and maybe it's those uh weird hubcap things uh, yeah the up cap he looks like hes stick these out a lot of the tires right. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, that looks better than most, but like just some angles make it just look really weird.
0: You know, it's gonna be like a, a culture war. This thing, like, right. it's gonna like, it's gonna like if the if the internet memes win and like they make it like if you're driving this, you're a nerd. Like, you're well, nowadays not it's not a bad thing to be a nerd, but like whatever is the term that the kids use these days, mid is that the mid is the bad thing now, Seth? You, yeah, mid is Telling you, mid, mid is bad. bad. Okay, so if you're mid for driving a cyber truck and like this gets around, all right, this will fail. But if you're because. The, you know is pushing not for mid it's pushing for badass it's badass truck, and he's not wrong in terms of like of uh, the stainless steel finish and everything you don't care about like scratching it and all that like there's a badness that it looks like almost like a tank like there's some bad badassness to it whatever you want to call it but uh, I, I a lot of people are saying it looks like Uh, I didn't have my sensor thing on, <laughs> but uh, so if if that if that's the side that wins, then I think yeah, people are gonna feel bad about driving it. Just like what what, what other car we could use for that, where like people like it's known like the the cube, for example. Uh, the cube is that a cube? Yeah, like Nissan Cube or something. Yeah, a Nissan Cube or something like that. Like people see you in that, you're like, well, wow. <laughs> especially like when it was a new car, so like you knew like you just. You went out they, and bought a new that on, car. On and purpose, that's what yeah. you decide. Yeah, it's not like you don't have any cash, and you, they were selling it for two thousand dollars on the used sell lot. It was like a new right. car. And you decided to get that. Uh, there's a few cars like that, I guess. All right, all right. This was a little bit of a surprise, though. Not not really the same time. Like to me, it didn't surprise me, but uh, the media jumped on that, and we're kind of uh, crazy about it. Um. Elon said that Tesla would try, and this is the quote, try a little advertising and see how it goes. That was the exact quote. So uh, Tesla shareholder asked it about the meeting, uh, made the argument that Tesla should uh, should push the, some features through advertising, some features that are lesser known, that are, um, the roaster looks good on this. It looks good. Yep. Um, some lesser known features, some the safety ratings that Tesla is getting and all that, things that are not, as commonly known in the wider public, the price to uh, Elon, uh, Elon himself said that on stage and that's a good argument. A lot of people still think like a, a Tesla is super expensive and all that. But right now, we just posted an article with the Model 3, the new rates right now that are, are coming out on the new inventory. Like at lease is $384 a month now starting price. You can get one after the federal tax credit for $35,000. That was the original goal of the Model 3 and everything. So it's not that expensive. So just like advertising that, like pushing that around to advertising, would be a, a, a big deal. And <laughs> so the guy made the argument and Elon listened and he was like, Yeah, we'll we'll try a little advertising. And Elon has previously said that he hates advertising. He previously boasted about the fact that Tesla doesn't advertise and he says spend every penny uh, on on making the product better. And he basically laughed at other automakers for doing for spending like I I had to look for this article, but it was like I saw, saw Hyundai was like at some point at four thousand dollars per car in advertising spending uh, GM at like over a thousand, and like there was a lot, a lot of money spent to sell those cars. I think I think automakers or other than pharma, I think it's always like pharma and automakers as the biggest ad spenders in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just in the U.S. because most other countries don't allow spending <laughs> advertising pharma. for for pharmaceuticals. Yeah, that's um, But yeah, so so yeah, this and even though Elon has always said that, I remember him always being still open like realistic to the fact that once Tesla hits much higher volume of production um they are likely going to have to spend a little bit on 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 advertising and I would I think he would have thought that it would have been later on maybe and uh this is coming a little bit sooner than he anticipated like maybe he thought like oh once we had like five or ten million units a year that would make sense but not at two million units uh but now obviously this year Tesla's um and uh, prices had gone, gone down nonstop in order to keep up to, for the men to keep up with production. And instead of cutting down on those prices, Tesla could have spent maybe like half the price of those uh, cuts on advertising and it would have created them. And we just don't know, like it's hard to tell exactly. Um, so now it looks like Elon is willing to test that out. And and it would make sense because like there, there is some efficient way to advertise like, you don't have to spend for, for, um, $4,000 per, per vehicle. The guy that said it on the uh, on the annual meeting had the argument that Tesla would have the same marketing budget, advertising budget, as Netflix if it would spend $500 per car. Um, now, to be honest, I don't see that many Netflix ads out yeah, there. Yeah, I was going to say, I've never yeah. seen
1: a Netflix ad, I don't
0: think. Yeah, but uh, the guy said, I see Netflix ads all the time, like... Maybe the argument is like, do you have Netflix? (laughs) Because I have Netflix, I don't, I don't get Fed ads. I assume, like, I assume Google and and whatnot knows.
1: uh, Well, we've just like three times, so we're gonna just have tons of Netflix ads. (laughs) Yeah, it's gonna come. No, I would assume they know it, but anyway. But so wait, the big, the big elephant in the room, though. Like, what about Twitter? Like, so yeah, yeah, that's what I wrote in the take. (laughs) So, so Twitter. Elon's going around begging advertisers to come back or, or to use. So how can he exist in two different worlds where like advertising is pointless and stupid and you're a loser if you have to advertise, but Hey, Twitter has an advertising thing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, basically Elon had to sell a ton of Tesla stock to get Twitter and, you know, to buy Twitter. And now it's worth like, you know, a fraction of what it was. This could be a mechanism for transferring more money from Tesla to Twitter. Obviously, you know, like, would be a, a shocking, shocking thing if Tesla chose Twitter as a place to advertise.
0: Yeah, uh, it would be shocking whatsoever. Because yeah. I don't know about you, but I remove uh, not only I remove uh, sometimes just to check. I remove my ad blocks and and uh, on Twitter, uh, but not only that. Uh, the ad blogs don't work on them because they, a lot of money they make through promoted tweets that gets around that. And SpaceX, SpaceX ads are all over the place on Twitter. Oh, really? all over the place and i have Starlink too so like why like i don't like don't stop feeding me Starlink ads i already have it so you're uh, actually but,
1: getting your internet through Starlink, so they could even like they know your ip well address. that was just this week oh, for yeah. like a few days but, but uh for the long it was
0: like I, I had my thing for months now i bought it months ago and i Anyway, so since and since Elon bought with her, that's that's what has been happening. Now the difference, I guess, Tesla is a public company, SpaceX is a private company. He has a lot more control over SpaceX than he does over Tesla. Uh, and, and yes, obviously, it would look very bad if uh, Tesla has, like, let's say, just for for, for numbers' sake,s like a like hundred million dollar advertising budget, and they decide to spend like eighty million dollars on Twitter ads. That would look awful because even Elon on stage right there, he said like, cause that was one of these argument about when, uh, when people ask him when people, I should say when Tesla shareholders ask him the very reasonable question. Well, not, not at this annual meeting actually, but that was prior, prior to that. They asked him what um, positive impact, cause he said that owning Twitter is going to have a positive impact on Tesla. Uh, they asked how, and the, basically said that he didn't know how and then like he scrambled an answer saying like well I mean uh, we're getting a lot more popular on Twitter Tesla is my own account is and that that is helping sell Tesla vehicles it's like but now this time at the annual meeting he said actually when we do that on Twitter we kind of preaching to the choir uh, and and, and I think that he's actually completely right about that so then even like pushing ads on Twitter about Tesla I don't think that I think that's also preaching the choir and it wouldn't help anyway we're we're all saying that to be very self-serving here. We want Tesla to push hats on electric instead. Yeah. That would make just a ton more sense.
1: <laughs> and actually, like here's something. Tesla spent some sort of money. I don't know if they paid up yet, but they spent some sort of money on the Electrek uh, Formula Sun Grand Prix. So yeah. <laughs> so they're already doing it. They're, sp- they're spending I mean, money know, on electric knowing, knowing
0: what we spent to have the title sponsor, I don't know how much Tesla spent, to be honest. Without <laughs> um but yeah i mean i i can't wait to see tesla ads show up and see what tesla can do with that i mean obviously i think i think they're gonna go more a like traditional way like you know, a lot of uh, like tv ads and uh maybe like some instagram stuff and and things like that that's very popular really? these days
1: i don't i don't think they're gonna be traditional uh, yeah maybe maybe in like the apple traditional but you know like super bowl ad or something
0: yeah maybe maybe i don't know Apple, like uh, on on things like Instagram and all that, I don't see Apple spending, though. That's interesting. I just yeah, they, realized
1: that. They, they spend money on Instagram, I think.
0: Oh, yeah? Maybe not in Canada. I don't know. All right, moving on. This was the... Well, based on our views on all our posts that we did, I did a, probably like six articles on this uh, shareholder meetings, and you would be surprised to know that this was the most popular one by far. <laughs> so people were really excited by this... Uh, this update to the uh, the Tesla bot, so Tesla share a video update on the, of the um, of the program. And personally, I thought it was actually positive. Like as you know, I've been s- s- skeptical of this whole idea. And Elon, Elon, this is starting to annoy me so much, from Elon. Like because it, I always thought it was super smart guy. And he is obviously super smart guys. But this is like a cognitive like. Uh, it, it doesn't register for him and he was doing it for the longest time on FSD or people don't understand the true value of FSD and all that but obviously Everyone understands that what they don't believe is that Tesla could deliver it and they have reasonable doubts about that, which is completely fair. And now he's doing the same thing about the Tesla bot. Like people don't understand how much value this is going to create once we have a fully functional Tesla bot. Like we're gonna sell like billions of them and it's gonna be the he literally said this billions, and then it's gonna be the biggest contributor to Tesla's value long term. Who doesn't understand that? Who doesn't understand that if you have a viable Relatively inexpensive, humanoid robot that can do a bunch of different tasks. Everyone understands the value in that. Like obviously, would have tremendous value. Uh, what people don't believe is Tesla's ability to deliver on it. <laughs> uh, and again, fair concerns about that. Now, at least what this new update does with the footage and everything, it shows some progress. So, why I say that it's not as much of a sideshow anymore uh, is. One that, um, well, well, it's the progress over a short period of time. So the last update was in September of last year. So about like eight months or so. In eight months, nine months, um, it's decent progress. Like that, that was eight months ago, Like that thing, that thing that could barely walk, uh, could like wave, and that's about it. And then they add the second prototype at the same time too, but that that one couldn't even walk, couldn't do much of anything. Had to be like propped up on stage like that, like terrible. And now that's what we get here. I don't know if the video is gonna work with this jumping. Oh, not too bad. Okay. So yeah, the walking is slow, but it looks very stable to me. Like it, it, it like with the swinging of the arms and everything, it looks stable. This is a quick video of the motor torque um, control. Like, somewhat impressive, but we've, we've seen that before from other companies. It's not something that's crazy. This is interesting, the discovery on the environment. So, that's that's the software part of it that uh, we're going to uh, get into uh, later, because that's one of the biggest like, uh, synergy that this is doing. This is what the, imp- the impressive part. Like, no, this is a render, obviously, but we're going to see. Uh, so they're not quite there, especially speed-wise. But the ends, we see great improvement for this on the ends. Like the gripping of, of this object here is actually very impressive. There are two different shape of object, and um, obviously with different tensions. Uh, let it go once you are already like th- th- this. This is quickly, but it lo- it might look not that much, but this is actually very impressive. The the second part here, how he dropped the object like that, like at that speed, this is. This is not nothing. And now Tesla has five of them, it looks like, five uh, prototypes going on. So I see some like significant um, improvements over a short period of time. So I'll have to give them that. I'm now, sure. obviously, so on the hardware side of things, and that I believe since the beginning, I think Tesla has as a great advantage of leveraging everything it has done for the two vehicles. Because when you think about it, a humanoid robot, there's no like, uh, on the hardware side of things, there's no incredible engineering challenge challenge to overcome in order to make it happen. We have a lot of the technology already exists. It just needs to be adapted and packaged in, into a humanoid format. And yes, a lot of Tesla's power, electronic advantage, a lot of Tesla's uh, motors, actuators advantage, uh, battery advantage, uh, all that. The, they can leverage that into a humanoid robot, I'm sure. Now, the grand scheme of things that Tesla wants to do, in London in particular, is thinking about is like, we are developing the full self-driving through uh, a more general AI approach. And we can just take that and put it into a ro- a humanoid robot. And it's, the humanoid robot is going to be able to navigate uh, the world around it. Of a, like, you cannot take the software in a cruise vehicle and put it into a new matter robot, it's not gonna work because it's not it's it's seeing its environment into a very narrow framework, which is a road. Uh, the Tesla's the way they're approaching FSD, it's more of an AI detecting its general environment environmental whole. So that's true, but obviously it's not working super, super well right now on the car itself. So it's not it's hard to see Tesla just having a smooth transition into a robot. Um so in my in my take on it, if you guys have read it or not, but my view is that I can see it work now. Uh, we, we see that Tesla is taking somewhat seriously. We've seen a lot of progress in a short period of time. Obviously, I just I don't think it's going to be a useful product super soon because I don't think that the FSD is going to be a useful product super soon. But looking at the timeline and everything that happened in FSD, I could see Tesla having a useful humanoid robot within about three years.
1: I'm sure you have a counterpoint to that. So. Yeah, so... <laughs> I didn't. I wasn't impressed by the uh, demo. No. Like, they're obviously. So this was not live. This is all, you know, video. Um, they could have. I mean, this could all be, you know, rendered. But it, you know, I don't think it was. Well, he said it wasn't. So that that would be a
0: big risk if he if he lied, lied about, about that. that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think it was rendered. But I think you know you can stage robots to do a lot of stuff, and we know that Tesla stages technology demonstrations. It's True. not just so uh the the walking thing like i mean you, there's wind-up toys that walk like you, you it's not rocket science to get a, a a robot to walk yeah
0: but this is probably like a hundred pounds plus robot more more likely more than 100 yeah.
1: pounds yeah hard, uh, i mean I, I couldn't do it myself so yeah. you know who am i to say like that's not impressive but mm-hmm. you know you, you see like the the robots at the uh what's that place boston dynamics they're doing like ballet and flips and you know break dancing and yeah, but it's it's different. Like the the the
0: whole goal is different than we, right. Well, I mean, I'm, I think, I'm sure that Boston Dynamic has like a long term goal of, of, of that, and they want to build directly. But what you see the robots doing now, it's not they're doing it because that's what they're trying to do with it. Tesla is not trying to do that necessarily.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I would just say that, like, I wasn't as wowed by the technology demonstration mm-hmm. that we saw. It would be cool if uh, that was live or, you know, like the the picking up the thing that the hand thing for me seemed like it could have been just a, you know, a one-off. The, the, the engineers seemed as surprised as uh, anybody at, you know, when it accomplished like the task, they were like, whoa, you know, like, <laughs> So uh that's not necessarily bad. No, I mean it's good to be enthusiastic, yeah. but it's also like that shouldn't shouldn't be surprising or anything. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm just not not nearly as impressed. I don't think three years is. I I, I have no idea, but I don't think three years is realistic. Uh, well, I think
0: of... to be fair, I think three years they're gonna have a useful robot, so that so that the robot is gonna be able to to start taking over some simple tasks that. Where, where i mean i think the uh, the economics of it is going to be uh, useful meaning that the robot is going to probably cost like a hundred thousand dollars whatever but like a hundred thousand dollars with the cost of operation is going to be it doesn't make sense for a bunch of certain tasks i don't think it's going to be a robot that anyone's going to buy and then it just does things around your house just yet but for certain tasks especially like industrial commercial tasks i think it's going to start making sense and then long term you can bring the cost down and um uh, and in- include more and more tasks into it. Will they be able to carry Elon around? <laughs> like... Why would they need to do that? I don't know. <laughs> uh, I think they have a limit of 50 pounds, so unless uh... it loses a lot of weight. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I thought, I thought it was interesting. Uh, all right that's pretty much it for the for the meeting for now but we have plenty of other news to discuss it's already 40 minutes in oh boy okay we're gonna have we're gonna have a long show this week maybe but uh, we're gonna try to have some time for your questions so if you guys have any questions you can put them in the comment section I see a bunch of discussions going on right now in, in the questions so that always makes it a little bit more difficult for us at the end so if you do have a question over specific subjects you want us to discuss please put question or subjects before it uh, that's gonna make it a lot easier for us at the end of the show thank you very much and if you do enjoy the show please give us a thumbs up a share a follow a notification button all these things it takes a second to do and it helps the show a ton like if you can you can send it to your friends you can put it on the big tv and put your sit down your grandma in front of it she's gonna love it (laughs) um anything you can do to help the show out we appreciate it a ton if you're listening on the podcast app you can give us a five-star review too at the end that's takes a second to do helps the show a ton it's free to do too all right. Still on Tesla, though. Before we move on, uh, some, some. Uh, oh yeah, we have this exclusive here. Well, some other companies, some other publication got it after too. But Elon sent an email to Tesla uh, managers this week to tell him to tell them that the, he wants to oversee all new hires at Tesla. Well, obviously he wants to. Well, let me just quote it directly. No one can join Tesla, even as a contractor, until you receive a, my email approval. So he specifically wants to approve every new hire at Tesla, uh, which is about thirty thousand new hires a year, by the way, uh, on average in the last few years. So obviously not very realistic. So what I think, well, his claim in the email is that he wants to gain a better of understand a better understanding of of Tesla's hiring process or Tesla's new hires, I guess. Obviously, the effective thing here is that it's gonna slow down greatly the new hires uh, in an attempt to to control cost. I guess uh, so. So it's just I think it's a way to do some kind of uh low level hiring freeze without saying that you're doing an hiring freeze. Like that's that's what it felt like to me. Mm-hmm. But Tesla is still hiring, Tesla's still posting jobs uh, and everything. It's just basically Elon just make it made it a lot more difficult for, for the Tesla recruiters up there. <laughs> so good luck, Tesla recruiters. Uh, I feel your pain right now. Re- recruiters and managers are trying to hire. Oh, yeah, we had two interesting news about the uh, Tesla potential new factories. So we, we've been taking a close look at Tesla factories. Uh, new factories, I mean, because Tesla is still sticking to this goal of having a production capacity of 20 million cars by the end of the decade. And we know that they're going to need about, at this point, it's going to be six or seven new factories that needs to be announced, more than including the Gigafactory Mexico. One new factory in Asia, at least, one new factory in Europe. And now in Asia, it looks like India, it might be in the running. So if you've been following the Tesla and India relationship over the last few years, India is the biggest auto market that Tesla is not in right now, and but they have been in discussion to get in for years and years and years. It's just that Tesla wanted to do the same thing it did in China, which is we start importing vehicle into the country, we we start establishing uh, service centers, sales, superchargers, and we test out the market, and eventually we build out a factory there. And it was a very successful approach for Tesla in China, so they want to replicate it. Uh, but India was like, no, no, no. Uh, India was like. We have crazy import tariffs that's going to make your imports of vehicle not successful. So what we want you to do instead is build a local factory, invest in jobs, and then uh, you can sell your cars in the country. And Tesla was like, "Eh, we prefer doing the import first. And they had to try to do a few deals where they would cut those import tariffs for electric vehicles that would allow Tesla to do that. They never came to a deal. Now this week, Tesla sends a bunch of executives in India to meet with uh, government officials there. And according to government officials, Tesla proposed to build a factory in the country. So it looks like Tesla is flinching for the first time and is looking to actually go forward with a factory, which obviously makes sense. As long as India was um, staying strong on their position, Tesla was just not going to give up on the Indian market. It's just too big of a market. Uh, I mean, recently, I think India became the most populous country in the world, so... Uh, not the richest one, obviously, but growing fast. So it makes sense to want to get into the country. And um, and they have uh, more than decent manufacturing capability now in India that's uh, starting to, they're attempting to rival China. So it would make sense to build a factory there and maybe do export too. Actually, the, the, the report did mention potential exports. And then the other factory, potential factory, uh though a factory wasn't actually mentioned a significant investment was mentioned uh is in france so this week earlier this week, Elon went to Paris to meet with uh president macron and uh he uh they had this meeting and then when he came out of the meeting uh, Elon told local news that he was um he, he he was looking that uh it was hopeful that Tesla would make a significant investment in france in the future. So France was actually in the running for Tesla's first European factory. There was a discussion about uh, the Alsace, but that could have been on either way on the French or on the German side of things. And then Tesla obviously ended up in Berlin instead. But uh, France was in the running and like a lot of people are like, yeah, so right here, like the first, the top comment that we had on the article, I doubt Mr. C. Tromley, I guess. I doubt that France is a real contender. Musk is famously entire union. France is heavily unionized. And even where they're not, it's common to have stringent employment contracts that make it hard for employers to hack on a whim, as Musk loves to do, which sounds correct to me. But at the same time, is France really more uh, pro-union than Germany? Like, they're both extremely pro-union uh, I think another comment said something that I don't, I don't know if we're gonna be able to find it, but said something like France and Germany are just as pro-union. It's just that French uh, like to complain more about it, which sounds about right to me. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so I don't, I don't think I don't see that as a real hurdle. I think if they put those tax cuts in front of him, they're gonna do it. <laughs> and where else in Europe said do you think they could do something anyway? Like UK, it looks like no one wants to touch the UK because of the Brexit. Right. Uh, Uh, They had some
1: operations in uh, what, Belgium or the Netherlands? The Netherlands. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess like, you know, if you want to save some money, uh, Eastern Europe, Poland uh, would probably be less Mm. expensive. Labor is a little bit less expensive there. It's still in the EU. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, places like Bulgaria. uh, Bulgaria doesn't have a, a good like younger population but uh prices are also low there romania as well
0: yeah it makes sense we'll see moving on from tesla this morning uh gm announced a big upgrade for the silverado ev work truck It's going to be the first version of the electric pickup truck to launch uh, this spring the range got way up 50 miles up that's a not small upgrade so when it was first on Ville last year, they were talking about 400 miles of range for the EV W T or work truck. And um, now they are t- talking about an EPA estimated. So it looks like they had this tested with the EPA. Uh, otherwise, they would say like GM estimated uh, range. And uh, they're talking about 450 miles on a full charge. So it's uh, it's a lot more than the competition. The highest for Lightning is at 320. The uh, highest Rivian R1T is at 328. So this is not even close. Not even so, close. Uh, it's a it's a big deal. Uh, we you know, starting to think that they just stuck the, the the GMC Hummer EV pack in there, and that's that's about it.
1: I think. Uh, I mean, that would make sense because mm-hmm. that's a 200 plus kilowatt hour battery. And it's not to- the
0: most like efficient looking truck out there, too. No, it it kind of looks to me a bit like, G, like like the Hummer. Like all like if the Hummer has little curves, like,
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, um, that's, I mean, what it's really good for or will be good for with that kind of range is towing. Like, uh, you can tow for yeah, 250 miles or something.
0: That um, was that, my point in the take here. It's yeah. like, because even if you have that range, like if you have a, a 300 miles range, like if uh, there's not that much, but because towing is most likely going to do that at the very least. So uh, now you have 450, that's still 225 miles of range. That's still like, like, afternoon of driving, basically. Uh, so, I don't know. But, um, yeah, this is this is good news. This is coming th- this spring. And uh, and and uh, the work truck, which is the first version of the Silverado EV, also is going to have a 350 miles range version of it. So, it's going to be, like, a little bit less expensive one because uh, brace yourself for the price. Like, this is, uh, like, the time of, like, the four, four, $40,000 uh, lightning and all that. That's, that's all gone and everything. It's going to be the same for the Silverado, I think.
1: Yeah, the, I think they plan to get them under the eighty thousand uh, dollar tax. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah, it's the so. obvious one. Yeah.
1: All right, this uh,
0: new unveiling from Ford. Ford is uh, getting annoying right now with this. This is annoying me with these uh, cool little fun vehicle they're unveiling for the European market, and that's it. They unveil that for the European market, but the, no word about bringing that to Europe. And that's the case here with this. All right, eat. Tornillo Courier, I think that's uh, Courier. Courier. courier is the uh, English. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's this small multi-activity utility van vehicle type thing. So you can see it. So we have a few pictures here that are of the interior. Um, nothing too crazy, but uh, a lot I, of utility. I really
1: don't understand why they, nobody will make one of these for the U.S. Like it, it feels like there would be a super. Big, you know, all of North America, it would be a huge hit. Like, yeah. uh, like it. So, uh, Hyundai has the or the Kia Soul, they, they don't sell that in the US, uh, the, EU, the electric version. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the gas version sells like crazy, and it's a very similar uh, size as this. I don't understand why they don't make an electric version. I mean, the electric version in the US, and I don't know why. Ford is not selling this thing in the U.S. I think it would do really well.
0: Yeah, it's an interesting looking vehicle for sure. And it looks like it's very based around utility. So uh, there's definitely a market for that. But uh, right now they're talking about Europe in 2024 next year. No word about the U.S. No word about uh, pricing. But we expect that they're going to try to keep that low. Especially if you look at the motor, which is probably the only spec that they released, they didn't release any range or anything like that. But the motor is a hundred kilowatts. So
1: yeah, that's really low. Well. Yeah,
0: it, it lets me know that they are looking at the, probably the low end of the market here.
1: I compare everything to the Chevy Bolt motor, and the Bolt which motor is, is one hundred fifty kilowatts. So yes. it's it's thirty. It's a uh, sixty two thirds the power of a Chevy Bolt,
0: and that's probably a vehicle that's like thirty percent bigger too. Right, at least. Uh, Remak uh, was in the news this week with the Navara with um, a bunch of records that they broke uh, with uh, their performance car here. Uh, let, me, let, me, let me just list a few for fun because uh, there's a bunch of them. How many? It was like a ridiculous number. Yeah, it's a whole for- page. Yes, yeah, that's uh, 23 records in a single day on, the, on the, bringing the car to the racetrack, including the fastest 0 to 249 miles per hour. Uh so I think the top speed too, 249. I think that's uh, that's a new uh, that's a new top speed. So that's one. For electric um, cars. I think the Bugatti I cannot uh, read this. It's Chiron still, goes like 300. Can I read this? It's not no, it doesn't work like that. So that's zero to two hundred and forty-nine miles per hour, which is four hundred kilometers an hour. That was in twenty-one point three seconds, which doesn't sound like much, but it is it is fast. Um The zero to the stopping distance, okay, we don't list that. Uh, zero to 60 acceleration in 1.85 seconds. Oh, no, that was the old one. Okay, now it's talking at 1.74. That's crazy. Um, and interestingly, that's someone asked Musk on Twitter if the new roadster is gonna beat 1.74, and Elon's response was lol. Uh, so we assume that the Roadster is going to beat that. But obviously, the Roadster with the SpaceX package, like it's basically cheating. Like you, you, For sure, you would be faster than that. But you would be faster, but you could only probably do that in a close course. Like You're not going to be at a red light and pull out like rear-facing colder thruster and just blast it in the person behind you. That's just a lawsuit in the making right there. But yeah, the Nevada, Also the Navarra is not really a competitor to the Roadster. We're talking about a car that literally costs ten times a roadster, most likely. And and
1: of course the roadster doesn't exist. So
0: yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see. But...
1: We'll see, we'll see.
0: Oh well, the Navarro doesn't exist for for ninety percent of the ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the population. Like, it's a good just point. an unattainable vehicle. Even people that can afford it are like do you really want a 2.3 million vehicle? Like it's just it's just for a racetrack, basically. You don't. It's a street legal vehicle, which is impressive. But are you going to park downtown on the street a 2.3 million dollar car? Maybe not.
1: I feel like there's an opportunity for remac to make more of those. Like, you know, make it not insane. Mm. Just, just like you know, zero to 200, and you know, I don't know, like 2.5 seconds. Like you still have a cool car, it just doesn't like break your neck.
0: They're gonna go down market, but they're not. It's not gonna be like a Ferrari or anything like that. Like right. they, they, I mean, they they just merged with Bugatti, so right. You you you, get a feeling of what they're gonna do with the Rimac brand. They're gonna do like a Bugatti kind of thing, where it's gonna be a lot of seven figures vehicles. I think.
1: Yeah. All right. To the questions. Um, I start them to make it easier. Hey, what's up, gentlemen? Quick question about Cybertruck: Will it start at thirty-nine k? And if not, will that hurt demand? I'm going to say no.
0: Yeah, no, and yes, because yes, it's going to hurt demand. Like there's yeah. just you know, some people are just not going to be able to afford it. I, I posted a, an article actually today about my guesses for the the Cybertruck pricing, and I I think. I think. The single motor one, which was the one starting at forty thousand dollars, is just it might be completely removed, or if it's not removed, it's gonna be much later. So like twenty twenty-six, twenty twenty-seven, maybe something like that. So don't hold your breath for it. So I think it's likely gonna start at fifty, fifty-five thousand dollars. And then uh then there's gonna be the tri motor that's probably gonna be seventy-five thousand dollars at least. And then the question is like that quad motor one, the top one is probably gonna be the first one, like you would think over eighty thousand dollars, but at the same time, you think that they're still going to want to try to keep that uh, tax credit opportunity. So I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't think. I think eighty thousand is probably going to be the starting point.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, this year. Oh, the starting point. This year and next year, and then yeah. they start coming down after that. They'll probably be all-wheel drive this year. Um, they. You're right. They want to keep the the tax credit. Um. So yeah, I think yeah. I think if you don't have eighty thousand in your Bank account, you're not going to get this thing. Uh, I agree, but all those people who pre-ordered it in 2019 thought they were going to get an amazing truck for less than a Model Three. A lot of things have changed since 2019, mm-hmm. so, um, and and I don't think Tesla or Elon was ever. They've never said like the the thirty nine nine thousand dollar one was going to be available at launch. They yeah, always yeah, said. Yeah. Um, do you think it will hurt demand yeah we we talked about that um, what percentage of cobalt is used in petroleum refining? I had in petroleum I didn't even yeah. know that that was the case that's not our expertise, yeah,
0: yeah, if it burns stuff, like we don't know much about okay. it on that track
1: all right, uh, shifting gears a little bit in regard to the end of the bolt. do you think the lack of a small electric car options will hurt the transition to electrification um it's not going to help uh yeah. And, uh, I don't think the Equinox is like the same class of car. Uh, and I don't know that GM's going to be selling a $30,000 one anytime soon. I think it's more like, like small cars are like important, but like also low cost was kind of the big deal. Mm. Um, we'll see maybe the, the leaf. I can't recommend the leaf because of the Chatamo. and, uh. Yeah, there's just really nothing else out there. I I, mm-hmm. I hope the Equinox comes in low price, but. And we know you know, GM's not opposed to losing money on each car. So we'll see. Um, Kwame Ama, despite Ford Lightning's and Hummer EV's larger batteries and range, they're expensive and require a lot of electricity. Yeah, yeah, but
0: we don't have as big of a problem with that because we know that the grid is also getting cleaner at the same time. So. Uh, obviously like I'm I'm a big Terra fan Like, I'm a Terra fan because it's an electric vehicle but it's a super efficient electric vehicle that runs, doesn't require a lot of electricity to, to run it but I'm not some kind of solutist like alright everything's gotta be super efficient you, you, like if you have a Hummer EV at home I'm not gonna judge you if your home have solar power uh, like solar on the rooftop then I'm like yeah alright you, you're good Like, may, the only thing that's bad about it is like alright you're carrying a big battery a lot of the times that you're not actually going to use because it has 400 miles, this, this thing. Um, so, yeah, so that's a, a bit dumb. But at the same time, like, if you do, like, every month you do a 400-mile trip, then, yeah, it's kind of can be useful too. So uh, as long as you power it with renewable energy, uh, no issue with that.
1: All right, uh, Stu, who is the market for Tesla's Cybertruck? crypto bros and long-term investors <laughs>
0: so, so that that's what i'm talking about like this just they, they're gonna there's gonna be this cultural war happening with the cybertruck of right. like is the cyber cybertruck cool or not cool uh and
1: uh and Stu is in the not cool side obviously clearly yeah and i hmm, i, I kind of feel like i've fallen into the not cool mm-hmm. side i've i i had a cybertruck reservation and i uh gave it up but this was like i don't know three years ago yeah. four years ago Uh, but I don't know if I'm ever going to see a Rivian. So maybe that was a dumb move. Uh, Hey, Fred, last week, you mentioned that Rivian might have a demand problem because their delivery estimates are getting shorter. Can it be that they're ramping up and executing on production?
0: Yeah, but they claim a 70,000 vehicle uh, reservation backlog at the same time. So if you have, I, I I think they are having some problems having people to... Change the reservation into orders in some markets, obviously because some of those reservation are in markets like mine where they're not selling it um, so yeah in markets where they're already selling they already have service center, I think they might be having some demand problems because you can get one delivered in two weeks.
1: yeah um, I also think they're throwing some uh, people who are online under the bus and, and not making their, their vehicles as quick mm-hmm. and, and getting the higher value from uh, the new people. But whatever. All right. uh, A little bit of Twitter stuff here. Elon, the free speech crusader, except when uh, Turkey's president, Erdogan, asked him to censor. I did find that a little bit uh, off-putting, especially his response.
0: But, uh, if you're going to be a sorry. free
1: speech absolutist, you got to be a free speech absolutist, right?
0: Yeah, but at the same time, uh, I I read the official Twitter response that made a little bit more sense, where the Twitter response went into all the court orders that they were receiving and everything, and uh, they are fighting the battles that they think they have a chance of winning, but they had there was one court order that um, uh, there was no way of, like they, they were going to shut down Twitter in Turkey if they didn't agree and that was this the tweets that we're talking about here and also i, I think this is a little bit like I, I know like they are using the elon like free speech free speech this as an excuse here but they, i think twitter tried their best on that one and just couldn't do it because they were the last one to do it everybody else did it before that everybody like facebook and all the other network they did it it's just twitter tried to resist and then at the end they were like all right it's either resisting or twitter is shutting down in turkey
1: Yep, uh, Joel Sapp. Uh, I don't think Elon hates ads that are honest, but I think that they can make an engineering company lazy. Do you make a compel- compelling product or keep a so-so product and advertise more? That's a good argument. Yeah, yeah I. I, think I never that... really
0: saw it like that, but yeah,
1: I can I can see
0: that happening. I don't think I don't think with the Tesla culture around engineering and manufacturing and all that, I don't see really like a little bit advertising like doing much, but.
1: I mean that's that's the whole like Elon saying ads are propaganda. Mm. Yeah. You know we're looking for propaganda people. Like, uh, yeah. well that was PR, but right PR whatever. Yeah. All right, question: Considering that it has been established that Tesla faked the first FSD video, wouldn't it be prudent to be more skeptical skeptical of the bots video? Well, that was your point, I think. Yeah. Now,
0: fake is a bit of an exoneration, I think, like it's like the the video was an unedited video all the way through. It's just that they ran that scenario a few times in order to wake. So that I would assume that that's the same allegation that could happen with the bots, which could be true. To be honest, that could be true, uh, but. I, this might sound like naive on my part, but the way Elon made it sound like, and I sort of believing on that. And I'm you guys know another, not super quick to believe Elon most of the time. Uh, but he said that, uh, like I, that he told the team like last minute, like I want a video of where we're at with but the, the Tesla bot, like last night. And they put that video together last night of where they're at. So, and you, and the video, like, is not that impressive, like Seth said, too. It's, you have to, like, look at comparison of where they were at eight months ago and now. I think that's the most impressive part. Uh, but um, so, yeah, I think I think that's really much like a video that he threw together last minute on this. I, I believe him on that.
1: All right. Uh, question. Autopilot still seems far away to me due to the corner cases, but maybe AI and the Optimus becomes useful practical sooner than autopilot because it can be put to use in a controlled environment thoughts. Well, obviously I think, well, we obviously, I think Tesla that.
0: is going to be using it first. Like they're going to be uh, like, there's a, there's a major labor crisis right now. Try to hire people uh, for labor jobs, like in factories and everything. It's super, super hard right now uh, to find competent people to do that. So Iman is, 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 is that's what he's thinking about here, obviously. Like, he's not advertising it too much because it, it's it sounds bad for coming from the CEO of a company. It's like I'm looking to replace you, uh, you people. It's like Ugh. it's not something that sounds good, but obviously, he's gonna do that now. I'm not people shouldn't be scared by that, obviously, because like any kind of automation that happen, like it's yes, it does affect some job, but it creates other jobs, creates other opportunities, and all that all the time. So, uh, it, it's gonna like Tesla, I don't, I don't see Tesla. Well, there's going to be these usual like wave of firing because of the efficiency in the hiring and every time time, going to keep growing their head count, even with robots. Like, it's just, that's how it
1: works really. All right. Uh, Steve Sutton says Boston dynamic has been in business for 10 years. Tesla has been doing this for about 10 months and look at the progress they're making. A good but they're point. not
0: doing the same thing. That's the right. thing. Like, Boston Dynamics, they are like it's in the name. Dynamics, they are doing like the the, the robot, the the, the the robotics around robots. Tesla, as they are thinking about the AI and like what we and what we can put that in, that's gonna be the most useful. And they're like, yeah, humanoid robot. So like, let's build humanoid robots around or generalized AI to see what it can do. Uh, I think that's a completely different approach.
1: All right, uh, Mr. Turkey Neck is in agreement with Seth. Robots and Twitter are unfortunate distractions in the fortunes of Musk and Tesla. It's not proof of his pure genius, is it? Oh, yeah, I don't man. think I don't think that was uh, your point yeah. or whatever. Yeah, okay. that's not really what I'm saying. Uh, I mean, Twitter. Like...
0: I don't know. I feel like I don't know what's happening with me, but I'm kinda of, I'm kinda of turning around on some of the, these Elon things. Like I've been really down on Twitter for a long time now. I kinda of, I kinda of see a glimmer of a hope with Twitter recently. And I, I just did now too with the robots. So I
1: don't know. You know they're not paying the rent or anything like that, right? <laughs> yeah. I
0: wouldn't pay my rent in San Francisco too, to be honest. What? I'd be out of there. Last time I went to San Francisco was not not impressed at all. Uh, okay. <laughs> Obviously, pay your people.
1: Uh, and I'm, I'm skipping over a lot because there's a lot of uh conversation mm-hmm. and I didn't check yeah. the recent stuff. But Mr. Turkey next back Ford will stick with the e transit configs, which cover a broad span of transport requirements and possibilities. Why introduce a comparable model from the euro market to cannibalize your own brand? I th- just the e transit is not something that consumers really think about, like me, you know, obviously the van life seen as ripe uh, for the pickings but uh, this thing looks more like a fun consumer-y yeah. uh, vehicle like a mini Range Rover or something and I think it would be really popular
0: yeah it's not It's not the same thing as the, the E-Transit at all I think
1: yeah. alright so, so that's all the uh, comments alright well
0: thanks a lot everyone this week for uh, this week's episode to join us in this little adventure that we do every week to recap all the best, all the most interesting electric vehicle news of the week. I think it was a fun one. I hope, I hope you liked it. And uh, we're going to see you same time, same place next week.